It is locked on jazz for the 14th of July. Is Donovan Mitchell heading to New York or is there a game of cat and mouse taking place? What do the Knicks have to offer and how much does RJ Barrett matter? And is he good? It's all coming up on today's edition of locked on jazz. But a bump, 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 pow. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, hopefully making it better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thanks very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast apps as well as on YouTube. Thanks to everyone who's joining us live on YouTube. Thumbs ups are appreciated. Five stars on the podcast apps are appreciated. And I think I, I'm, I can be very analytical. I can be very kind of da-da-da-da-da. I think that's a role here to try to explain what's going on. But I think the first comment in the comments section like should be thrown out there right away. And Ben says, I'm sad. And if, in fact, we're on the verge of trading Donovan Mitchell a week after trading Rudy Gobert, I, I, I'm with you. It's it's hard to grasp and and feel this transition. Like, it might all make sense. It might all be the right moves. It, it it probably is, frankly. Once you've made the Rudy move, maybe it is the right move to to trade Donovan. Though I think there's I think there's more to it than that. Um, you know, trading Rudy for that package might have been the right move. But right, these are our guys. We own their jerseys. We're rooting for them. We're, we're cheering for them. We're attached to them. And all of a sudden, the idea of not having them, the the idea of going through a complete rebuild. Um, as successful as Danny Ainge has been with it in the past, as successful as some other teams have been with it in the past. It, I, I think it's, you know, the second comment in the comment section uh, from a jazz fans from Cody is scary times for jazz, Na- jazz nation. I might not use scary, but uncertain, uncomfortable, un- unclear. I, I'm with you. And so before we kind of dive into the whole analytical aspect and what's going on and, and what, how I'm interpreting things and, and and this and that, um, you know, I, I would say, I, I just want to say, like, I feel it. Like, I literally just said to my wife a moment ago, wow, I just, are we really like, wow, like, wow, I, I, I feel the same thing you do. I think, I think every jazz fan does. I'm sure Ryan Smith feels that. I'm sure Danny Ainge, who's got to be, you know, and Justin Zanuck in the front office probably feels that a little bit. Um, and I think there's a really interesting analysis in a few days. Probably I'll, I'll work on it and have it Monday or Tuesday. And just like, w- what happened? Like, and, and frankly, you're way better off doing this early than late. And I think to all of us, it feels a little early. Like, I don't think it feels to all of us like a really like now, like we were done uh, the window. Like, I don't know that all of us really wanted to grasp, but the window is completely closed. Um, and it's going to, and, and there's some post analysis that from to understand it and frankly it's super interesting um we'll, we'll do it and 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 i've told a lot of people i've been around a lot of people and I, I interact with coaches and some things like that and fans and people have an interesting and i said like last year's one of the most fascinating years i've ever been a part of like a team literally just collapsed on itself internally externally and in, in in every way 
Um, we saw it in fourth quarters. We saw it in press conferences. We saw it in energy on the court. And so, you know, maybe we were just all in a little bit of denial that that we that we were at this point because you just didn't want it to be true. Um, you know, I mean, here's the other point of view, right? James just said, I don't understand everyone's confusion. We are worse now than we were before trading Rudy. If our goal is a championship, we're not doing it with the current roster as much as I wish we could. I, 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 I think everyone's right here. I guess that's what I wanted to open the show with today. Your emotions on every level. Like, I can make sense. Like, I, I've taken us through the decision-making tree on the show a bunch of times. It makes sense. I can, I, I'm, I'm with you that it's like, Hey, that was a good run, but we clearly didn't have it, right? We went out in the into Denver, we went out to the Clippers, and we went out to Dallas, and di- and it was like, all right, like that's you can keep banging your head against the wall, or you know, but but on the other end, like I I feel the I, I feel the like the sadness, like and 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 just another comment comes in live on the chat from from teaching by Annie. I feel sad. Change is hard. It feels like we could have had something special with a few tweaks. I, I think all of these comments are dead on and perfect. Like sometimes I think the job of this show is to, to relay and feel you and how you are feeling right now. And I, I I'm right there. I'm right there on that feel. I'll, I'll, I'll continue this show and, and kind of get into some pieces of what's going on and what I think is going on and, and all of that. And, um, and, and get it. But I do, I just wanted to start there. I, I kind of like, like group hug. Right. Group hug, no matter where you are all together on this. And I think all of us are having like multiple thoughts at the same time. So group hug, like it's wild to to be seeing this. And there's also a little bit, I think, of and I don't want to call it small market feeling, but we always I always feel like and I think jazz fans feel this a little persecuted. Right. Like everyone's always talking about, oh, you got to break them up. Oh, they're having such problems. Oh, this and. And like part of this is like this awful admission, like some of that might have been right. Or, oh, Donovan's going to New York. Like, how many times have you seen a Nick fan? Like, thanks for borrowing Donovan. And now, like, ugh. Like, if some of that's right, it just feels like you, almost like you're you're getting bullied in the bully one. And I, I, I'm with you on that one as well. So I kind of feel all your emotions um, toward this. And I and it, it is feeling as though Locked on NBA Big Board will become our second listen. Um, uh, no question. So I, I there. All right. Let's, let's go through a few things that I, I want to talk about today. Um, Donovan's awesome as a person and a player. Let's not get lost in this fandom that he's not wearing our outfit anymore if we trade him and he's something different than he was. He was amazing the day he got here. He gave us the greatest relief a fan base may have ever been given after Gordon signed. He gave us joy and 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 exaltation and and terrificness, and he's an amazing player. He's a bona fide, legit scorer. He's as good a scorer as there is in the league. He's an elite pick and roll ball. He's one of the great shooters in the game. He was bad defensively last year, no question. Um, he, I, I don't think he had a good year last year, as good as he could have. I think he went through the natural progression of what great players and all-stars do, and I think he went through a little bit of a, you know, trying to figure out what he is in an all-star and where he fits in that, but he is great. He's been great to the community. He's been great to the city. He's been great on the court. He's gone to 4th of July barbecues. Like, let's not change who we think this guy is. And I can tell you from all my personal interactions, it feels real. It's not a sham. He's not an act. You know, these can be little subtle things, but like walks by and says hi, is not big timing in private, like is a real dude. 
So let's not have that narrative change in any way, shape, or form just because we make a bit, if, if in fact the Jazz make a business decision that they're trading Donovan to get better pieces for our future or that Donovan's timeline no longer matches our timeline. Let's not miss that. Anyone who's interacted with Don is outstanding. And, and, and I'm not Pollyannaing this. Like, Don's had some being an all-star and what a star is. And I remember a conversation I had with him this year where he's like, just being Donovan Mitchell's a lot right now. And that has been, that's weighed on him. And so he's lost a little of the joyousness. He's lost a little bit of the zest. Um, he probably wasn't in as good as physical shape as he should have been last year for whatever reason. If the, dat, the data says that, right? Fourth, late fourth quarters, defense, some things like that. He's still incredible. Like you can nitpick, but don't, but don't get lost in it. He's incredible. Um, the other one I do think is that there's a little feeling of cat and mouse going on here. Like, I don't know, like the, the, the turn of like, we're not taking calls, which is, was always ridiculous as we talked about yesterday. Like Danny Ainge is not just hanging up the phone when someone calls like, hi, Hey, how's it going? Hey, by the way, about Donovan, huh? Like, we're not doing that. So they were always taking calls. But this kind of twist that, like, he's available, to me feels like there's two parts that might be going on here. And and I'm just speculating. I don't know anything. One is that there might have been a little CAA, Donovan's agency, looking at the Jazz roster and saying, like, whoa, that's not great for our client. And I don't think we can – I don't think any of us could disagree with that right now. As our roster looks right now, we don't look like a playoff team. And Donovan suddenly – you know, scoring 30 points a game on a not great team, that might not be great for their client. And so that maybe there was a little of that going on, in which case there could be a little bit of this, like, hey, Don, we're trying. The Knicks just didn't come to the table with anything worth it. Sorry, we didn't make the deal, and we move on. There, there could be a little cat-and-mouse game going in that regard, and there could be a little cat-and-mouse going with, Hey, we're talking to the Knicks. If anybody else out there wants to like make their move for Donovan, now's the time. The Knicks have enough draft capital now that they're at least interesting. So we're actually talking to them and they're the favorite, but he's got four years left on his deal. And now's the time if you're going to do it and trying to bring another team into the mix. You know, my comment yesterday was I thought we would wait because there's no, the, the desperate teams have made their moves. Atlanta was desperate. Minnesota was desperate. And Danny has thrived on desperation when making deals in his career. And the Knicks having signed Jalen Brunson didn't feel to me as though that was that they're desperate right now. But maybe Danny and Justin and the Jazz are creating a little desperation in a cat and mouse game. Or maybe they're just saying to Donovan, like, hey, we tried. I, we get the situation's not ideal. We tried. We'll continue to try. But they didn't step up right now. And we couldn't. And so we couldn't get it done. Um so, you know, I think that's worth thinking. The one negative on this, and I mentioned this yesterday, is Donovan's mind has to have left Utah. It's natural. Any per time you've ever looked for another job, you've done this as well. This is not unique to Donovan. And you start to think about taking a different job. Your mind start part of your mind and part of your experience goes there. So part of Donovan at this point has started considering what it would be like to play for someone else. That could be hard to wrap back. That could be really, really hard to wrap back. So that's that's worth a, a thought on this. All right, what is the Knicks trade package? What are their assets? What would the Jazz want make it worthwhile if it's a straight one-on-one deal um, there? And then the 
uh, R.J. Barrett and what his role is in this, the former third pick of the draft, and whether or not he matches the Jazz timeline or is actually perfect for the Jazz timeline, or if he's even good, which is a totally legitimate discussion um, on that. Today's show, uh, Locked on Jazz, is brought to you by Summit Cap, Summit Capital. These are some interesting people that invested in Locked on, David, Jeff, and uh, uh, all really, really good guys, and Matt. Uh, as well, really Matt primarily is who I dealt with. I don't know why I just let, put him third. But anyway, Summit Cap is a local investment group out of Utah County. They're made up of, of those successful business operators. David and Matt and Jeff have all done amazing things. Super fun to work with. So they invested in Lockdown. I can tell you on our personal experience, never once was it like that private equity firm that's like, what's our outdate? How are we doing? They we, We'd give them their quarterly updates. They'd ask really good questions. They weren't media experts. They trusted us to run our business, but they ask super questions. That's what they're actually looking for now. They're looking for entrepreneurs who are maybe working for a company right now where the owner's ready to be bought out or the owner's not ready to take the company to the next level. So you buy them out. Summit Capital provides you with the capital to do it and gets you get the equity in the company. They get some equity as well. And you work together to take where you're working, this company you know so well, to new heights. They're also looking for owners that seek to sell their businesses, entrepreneurs seeking capital to help grow their businesses. And then the unique thing we're talking about is people actually know the business they're working in right now, but maybe the company, the owners aren't aren't ready to take that next step or they're ready to get out. So reach out to Matt at 801-796-2033. That's 801-796-2033 or email LockedOnJazz at SummitCapUtah.com. LockedOnJazz at SummitCapUtah.com. Jeff is the biggest jazz fan ever, so you might need to take a minute with him uh, if you end up talking to him and making sure uh, that he's all right. Today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, the uh, family-owned business for do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto, they have everything you need in the unique old-school website without the flash, without the this, without the that. Why? Because they're saving you 30, 50, even 100% more on items on all the same parts you get a chain store or a car dealership. It's Rock Auto. There's just no reason any longer to go to the brick-and-mortar store with their limited space and their limited uh, inventory and trying to kind of mix the round peg to the square, the square, square round peg mix and match thing. Uh, go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write locked on in the how'd you hear about us section. That's locked on in the how'd you hear about us box so they know it's rock auto. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thanks so much for making locked on jazz your first listen of the day. Maybe Locked on NBA Big Board is your second listen already. I, I'd go with Locked on NBA for now or Locked on Knicks, though they don't talk a huge amount of the trade today. They did some summer league stuff the day before they did a big trade show. So if you're going to go back and listen to Locked on Knicks um, on that. All right. What is the Knicks draft capital? I think that's actually a really big question. So here's an interesting story that I have not been able to confirm yet. Um, maybe time will tell on this. but. Um, s- that there's a chance there's a report by NBA trade report, which is a Twitter account that I don't know particularly well. It has 14,000 followers. I, um, um, and I, I don't know who they are, um, but they had an interesting report on the idea that the 
Knicks actually could trade consecutive draft picks. Now, I've been trying to get this confirmed from people in the know because they have acquired so many picks. So here are the eight picks over the next four years that the Knicks have that are their situation. And that is they have their own 2023, their own 2024, their own 2025, and their own 2026 pick. They also have the 2023 pick of Dallas that is likely top 10 to convey. Excuse me, top 10 protected, likely to convey, right? So that pick, Dallas is not going to be one of the 10 worst teams. So that pick will be somewhere. If it's Dallas next year, they're going to be pretty good. It's probably in the mid-20s. They have Detroit's 2023 pick, which is a little sketchy because it's top 18 protected, which Detroit is going to not be. That's going to get protected. And then in 24, it has other protections. In 25 and 26, and then it converts to a second-round pick. So this pick is a little scary because there's a chance if Detroit never gets better that it never conveys. The way this works is a lot of times on picks, you can have protections. And then so it's top five, top 10, top 15, top 20 protected. But then at some point that has to end because otherwise Detroit actually can't make trades as long as that's sitting out there. So they agree, hey, if in 2027 it's never conveyed, it just becomes a second round pick or it just expires. They have the 2025 um, they have a pick from Washington in 2025 that's 2023 that's lottery protected and it's probably likely to convey in the 2024-2025 season. Um, that is, And then they have Milwaukee's 2025 pick, which is top four protected. So that's likely to just convey in 2025. So, but Milwaukee with Giannis in 2025 still expected to be pretty good. That pick actually gets a little interesting because you're just playing an injury guess, right? That if, if you get lucky and or they get unlucky and someone's injured in 2025. But as long as Giannis is around, that team's still going to be good. So the in regards to draft capital, what you want from the Knicks is their picks. Now, the problem is that they have Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson and 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 RJ Barrett and Mitchell Rock. They might be good. They're also the Knicks. Um they're never going to be like horrendously terrible, probably, um, because they're trying to win and because they have Donovan. And so, but you want their picks and you want them unprotected. That's your first priority. And then you start playing with these next set of picks of what you might want. So the Dallas pick is going to be a 2023 pick next year. That would give you four first round picks in that draft. Can you use those four? Is that actually a model? It sounds good, but it's been hard for people to use multiple picks to trade up. Uh, the Washington 2023 pick is likely going to fall in 24 or 25. So that's that's an interesting pick, but it is lottery protected. So that's just a rotation player. You're just getting like when you view these picks, like that's a rotation player. The Bucks 2025 is like a 50 percent chance for a rotation player. And the Detroit pick we talked about is probably the last on the list because there's a chance it never conveys. So I don't know whether this NBA trade report rule is true because I just and if I've missed it, I apologize. Um, that they can actually trade four consecutive picks and they've gotten around the Stepien rule. The Stepien rule is that you cannot trade consecutive draft picks. So if you looked at what the Jazz did with the Timberwolves, they got the 2023 pick, the 2025 pick, the 2027 pick, and the 2029 pick. And the reason for that is the NBA rules say you cannot trade consecutive draft picks. I'm not sure I understand why the Knicks would get around that um, with this, but that was one of the reports. So if that's the case, that's interesting because that can actually accelerate if you get their picks, um, why you would be doing this and be doing it sooner. And we'll see. 
Um, by the way, the, the same site, which I, again, I'm not like, um, you know, I, I'm not uh, particularly, again, like I get nervous on Twitter, has a report that the Jazz are talking to Dallas about Jordan Clarkson. Dallas's 2023 pick is going to New York, so it'd have to be if it's for a draft pick, it's for um, something there, and we'll I'll dig into that in a second. Um, that actually makes some sense. Without Jalen Brunson, Jordan Clarkson would be a perfect fit uh, for Dallas. Uh, all right, so the other thing is who do the Knicks have as players? So that's like the trade picks. Now, Donovan's making $30 million, and so there does feel as though you have to put in even Evan Fournier with two years left at $18 million. Some people are saying Julius Randle. You certainly would kind of want out on that. R.J. Barrett's at $10 million. The names that got mentioned by Shams and Tony in the Athletic article include Quentin Grimes, and there's a lot of talk that the Jazz want people on rookie contracts. Um, so, you know, are you suddenly doing Evan Fournier, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, and Obi Topham for Donovan Mitchell with a cadre of draft picks? And is that... Like that works that Evan Fournier is the salary grab. And then you're, you're playing a game for whether you think Obi Topham can be good one day. He was the eighth pick of the draft. He happens to be particularly old. He's six, nine, two He's 24 years old. He kind of seems like he, he was a questionable pick at the time because he was old. He played 17 minutes a game last year. He's not a great shooter. He is a slam dunk champion. Um, you know, he, he finished the season with a little bit of a flash late in the year, which I think just shows you he has ability, but is always a little suspect. Um, shot 53% from the field, 31% from the three, and averaged nine points a game. Um, you know, is he, he's an interesting piece, the negative on him in his two, coming out of the draft, he was just too old, um, and that he, he prospered late in his draft in his time. Um, Emmanuel Quickly is an interesting one. He was kind of one of those Kentucky players that got kind of forgotten along the way. He's 6'3", 190. He's not really a one. He's more of a two. Um, you know, he, he has the ability to light it up and really shoot it he, and, and score. He ended up shooting 39% um, this last year, which was not as good overall as his rookie year when he kind of came on by storm. He he, he's one of those guys that, you know, your nervousness is they got a lot of pub because he's in New York City um, and not because he's actually great. He's in two years. He shot 39 percent from the field and 36 percent from three um, playing 19 to 23 minutes, scoring 11 points like he's just a scorer off the bench. You know, again, you're just looking for pieces. And then Quentin Grimes is a name that was actually mentioned in the. And he's super interesting because he's a second round. He was a late first round pick in 2021, kind of had a tumultuous run through Houston and, and is a kind of the same thing. He can just kind of light it up a little bit. He played 46 games in New York. Same thing. Like he had good games in New York, so he gets a lot of pub. I'm, I'm, I almost am always reluctant on like New York guys because it makes me wonder whether any of it's real um, or it's just p publicity. It's so hard to like, you know, I always wonder seriously on Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes, like would you ever have heard of them if they played in Cleveland? Um, and that makes it so what is the Knicks package that that seems to be what we're talking about. Those kind of players, one salary fill and a bunch of draft picks. And and then what order of picks can you get? And then and then I'll have to see if I can find the answer on this of whether or not the Knicks really can actually trade consecutive draft picks. I, I didn't understand the rule that way, that just because you have another pick means you I thought it was you can't trade your own picks. That's the way I've always read it. Um, but I will have to learn uh, more. Didn't think I was going to have to, but will. The other question on this whole thing is R.J. Barrett. 
And whether or not R.J. Barrett is someone as on our chat room here, I just lost it. Um, somebody just said you, we should insist here uh, from Dopop says we should insist on Barrett. Looking back reminds me of the next trade in the number three favors for Darren Williams. They should stay. Uh, they say untouchable, but so was Mitchell at the time. So we should insist on R.J. Barrett. Should we? Let's discuss it today as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. They are just rolling right now. Yesterday was the big news of the Orange Dreamsicle, the Coke Puff version, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff, the Brownie Batter Puff, the Coconut Marshmallow Puff, the Churro Puff are all there and available. Today, the news is that Toffee Almond is back. I swear, every day they're coming up with something. So it is Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're just terrific, and they're amazingly filling. Well, this week I've been walking golf courses, watching my daughter, and you just kind of get off time for food and just grab a Built Bar at the turn and carries me through um, the way as I'm watching. I don't need to go grab a meal until I'm late, you know, have time to actually do it. Uh, it's been great, and the macros are amazing. Uh, Built Bar has got 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, 4 sugars, 6 grams of fiber, 17 grams of protein. For 130 calories, you get something that tastes like a candy bar that has 2.5 grams of fat, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein on almost all of them. Some of them changed that. I was using, I think, the coconut bar um, right there. The coconut brownie chunk is 9 grams of sugar, which is a little more than 15. Uh, The Orange Dreamsicle is only six grams of sugar. The brownie batter is seven. So there's a little variation there, but you get the idea. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off. That's the best deal you can get anywhere at Built.com. It's 15% off. Today's show is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net, where you can get all the latest news, information, betting odds. Probably the next team Donovan Mitchell is going to go to. Yes, you probably can get that too. Not that. Any of us really want to play that game and bet on that, but I do think they have that out there. We, I think, posted at our national account, Locked On uh, Sports, that that is out there. So what are the um, – go to betonline.net. You can get in on the latest action in Major League Baseball, the latest title odds, all the news and information that you want to have along the way. They have the Knicks at minus 105, the Heat at plus 400, the Celtics at plus 700, the Nets at plus 700, the Lakers at plus 900. The Warriors at plus 900, the Raptors at plus 1,000, the Kings at plus 1,000, the Cavs at plus 1,200, the Hornets at plus 1,400, and the Pelicans at plus 1,400. If I was the team that would go get Donovan, it would be the Clippers. If I was Donovan, the team I'd want to go to is the Clippers, not the Knicks. Just the whole time I've thought this whole Knicks thing was a sham, that Donovan was actually going to like wait out and get to the Clippers when Kawhi and Paul George were stuck. Because if I wanted a large market, I'd far rather be heading to New York. I mean, to Los Angeles than New York. All right. A lot of great comments in the comment zone. Appreciate the audience jumping in live with us today. Is RJ Barrett a major piece of this puzzle? And this is super interesting. So RJ Barrett, if you don't know who he is, is the third pick of the NBA draft. He's 22 years old now. He was the number one player in the country out of high school. Uh, took Canada to beat the USA in a... a international like U19 game that was a massive story. He goes to Duke as their number one recruit and a kid named Zion Williamson goes as their number two recruit. 
Um, he's 22 now. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's uh, got a 6'10 wingspan. He scored 30 11 times last year. He scored 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists a game after the All-Star break last year. He has not been given a contract extension by the Knicks. So Zion Williamson and John Morant, the number one and two picks of this draft, have been given a contract extension and a max extension by the Knicks, by their teams. And R.J. Barrett has not been given a contract extension by the Knicks, which lead you to believe that the Knicks might be willing to trade R.J. Barrett in this deal but um, because of the fact that if they don't really want to pay him the max and they're already acquiring Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be paid the max and they're going to get, and they have Jalen Brunson at the, at a 30, like, do they, do they believe that Donovan Mitchell, RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson are actually good enough to go win them a championship? And the answer is probably no. And so something in this picture doesn't entirely fit for them moving forward. And so like, what do they do? Because Brunson, because that that threesome is not going to get you anywhere. They need something else. So, do they sign R.J. Barrett with the intention of trading R.J. Barrett as a future piece to find? Maybe. Do they not want to extend, or do they try to put R.J. Barrett in the package for the Jazz because it actually doesn't really match where they are, and they'll use it? But then they have to make sure they have cap room, and they've done it. They 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 Walt Perrin and the crew over there have done a nice job of kind of working that a little bit. Um, so that's, that's the first part of it. The next question is where does RJ Barrett and the jazz timeline work? Like if the jazz are looking to start at the bottom, acquire draft picks, probably not win a few games. Does RJ Barrett impact that? Or does RJ Barrett actually become the principal beginning next piece at 22 and his timeline's actually perfect or is R.J. Barrett actually just not that great, and so his timeline's perfect because he becomes your primary scorer. He can score. He does all the things. He has massive numbers, and you actually move R.J. Barrett for assets, and he's probably a better asset to move down the road than someone else. Like, there's three different angles on R.J. Barrett in how whether he fits or not that are really interesting. One, he's just not a part of your timeline. You're really far back. He's 22, 23. You're, you're going to have to sign him to this extension. And then, or you sign the extension and he's not part of your timeline. He puts up massive numbers. He increases his value. He gets better and better and you trade him. Or the third aspect of this is that the Knicks extend him and the Knicks are the ones who trade. Here's what's interesting in RJ Barrett. And Mike Pina wrote a great piece in Sports Illustrated about this recently. It's not clear whether he's good or not. The counting numbers say he's terrific, right? 22 years old, 6'6", 6'10". I mean, good is a weird question. All NBA players are good. So like, does he help you win? 30 points 11 times, 24 points a game post-All-Star break. In his draft class, the third pick of the draft now ranks 16th in win shares. He's got all sorts of metrics. Like, he's played more minutes than anybody at 22. He's scored, like, the third most amount of points. He's got the free throw line. Like, there's a bunch of things that say yes. And then his rim finishing is, like, 55%, which only LaMelo Ball of guys that get to the rim that much is worse. His Scoring percentage on drives, which is really what his game is, is the lowest of anyone in the NBA. Now, let's make sure we put this in context. You go to B-Ball Index. He had the worst spacing of any team in the NBA, and he's playing on Tim um, Thibodeau's offense, which has never been great. Right? Thibodeau's been primarily defensive, and there's times where his offense is antiquated. At least that's the book on it. I'm not one to judge that because I don't really understand it that well, but 
that seems to be the feeling. On 500 pick and rolls last year, he was the second worst player in the NBA. Again, now you have to make a decision on R.J. Barrett, like on these advanced metrics. Are these advanced metrics good indication that he doesn't have it? Or is this a sign that he was on a team that didn't run enough movement, didn't enough around spacing, didn't have a roster, didn't have a point guard last year, didn't have the things it needed to have? And so R.J. Barrett became the sole and only offensive item guy, along with Julius Randle, who's also playing isolation the whole time, that forced him into these low percentages. And if you actually go grab R.J. Barrett, you have a wonderful asset for the future. So... R.J. Barrett's a super interesting piece because it's not clear that he matches what the Knicks want. It's not clear he matches what the Jazz want. And it really feels like someone's going to want him for a future asset that they could possibly move to get the right piece. As much as whether he's a major piece of the puzzle. Now, on the other end, if R.J. Barrett turns out to be terrific, the Jazz just grabbed a third pick of the draft that was behind Zion and, and Jaw, and they've got one of their first pieces of this puzzle. So we'll see. All right. Back to where we started. Group hug, tumultuous times, hard to fathom, weird that we're there. Feels like, oh my gosh. So that's where we are. Ask LOJ tomorrow. So send in your hashtag, ask LOJ, and give me your questions for a Friday edition of Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Huge live audience today. We really appreciate it. Hope you're having a wonderful day amongst all of this as a jazz fan. Wear your jazz jerseys and your jazz colors, whichever rebrand or old brand or purple that you want with pride. Have a great one. Talk to you soon.